Hello, everyone. This is Make It a Podcast. My name and my name's Katie. <laughs> We're very whack right now, but it's not just the two of us today. Um, maybe he can put us in whack, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we, I got back a few thousand years with this person. Um, <laughs> we went to college together. He's, he's the host of Talking Pictures podcast. It's only David Bloody Smith. How are you doing? Not too bad. Thanks so much for having me, Evan and Katie. Appreciate it. Woo. We are happy to have you. Very happy. Um, I'm just going to kick it off. Evan, how are you today? Oh, my God. Exhausted. Yeah. I feel that. Such a long week. Uh, well, I was in London the weekend, though. You were. How did you get on? Uh, well, I was only there for the night. I went to see Stranger Things for a shadow. Ooh. Which was fantastic. The best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I saw you say that, actually. Urging oh. everyone to go. Yeah, everyone should go. To that, it's honestly the best play ever. Um, yeah, spent a bomb in Camden Market and in Fowley's bookstore, which is five floors of books. Katie, dream. Uh, no, your dream, <laughs> not my dream. <laughs> I go to level one, and I'd be like, I'm. Finished. You'd go to level five to cafe. <laughs> yeah, I'd go. I'd have a coffee, but yeah. that's a really nice thing. Like, go buy a book, go to the cafe. Like, it's really nice vibe, vibe. It was really fun, but uh, Ryanair, flop, forever a flop, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just get so uncomfortable on Ryanair flights, and I just can't fly. I come back, and then my bones are aching the next day, so. Yeah, I'm such a little princess, but, like, I refuse to fly Ryanair unless, like, I have to. Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, at least I have to go somewhere, and I just, I need a cheap flight, or, like, it's the only the destination like they only fly to or something like that but other than that i'm not a big fan yeah anyway david how are you welcome i'm good i'm good i'm i'm, I'm very cold i know uh you're saying there that you're tired it's very cold isn't it freezing yeah i i'm just back from the gym so i'm quite warm now thank god i'm actually delighted i went to gym because it's so cold outside I think you guys have the right idea. You guys look like you're a bundle of form, but uh, I'm sat here and just like a jumper. I'm like, might have to sneak away to get a blanket or something like that later yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Will you sneak if you need to sneak? We can't Absolutely. have a reason over there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Katie, you're last on the catch up. How are you? I'm also exhausted. Always. Always, always. But like, yeah, no, I've just been so busy. Like, in work all day I got to work early and then like I had to drive in and then I had to drive home and then I was like an hour getting home then I came in had my dinner really quick went out to the gym went to the gym came back here had technical issues I'm just finished Never. yeah David actually I missed <laughs> me and Evan <laughs> early having a meltdown because we always have some sort of technical issue oh mm. Always, our first episode we ever tried to record, we looked at each other and went, "We'll do it next week." <laughs> technical issue after technical issue, and today I turned on my laptop and it just wouldn't connect my internet, and then it was like, "Oh, I need to restart." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Always at the worst possible time. Always, with the grace, of god. With the grace of god, honestly, there is never a good time for your computer to restart ever. Mm. No, I've definitely been there now. There's been a few times that uh, myself and Brian have been have recorded an episode and then we go, all right, guys, 
thanks so much for joining us. Stop recording. Oh, I forgot to hit record. So we just basically <laughs> been talking for an hour um, to no one. So we had to re-record. I, I, it's shameful to say that we've had to do that more than once. Um, but <laughs> um, look, come here. You live and you learn. Secrets have been revealed. Oh, my God. I look. Oh my god, I'm so happy that never happened to us. I think me and Evan would quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the ones that you have, like you had the best banter, you had the best points that all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh wow, okay, we have to redo that again. And then you try and hit the same points that you hit the first time, and it just never it never comes across as good. Honey, now our nativity one was such a disaster, and I think Katie, it's on the recording. Katie looks at me, it's like you've literally just given up. <laughs> no, Evan was just like, I'm I'm done. I was like, no, we have to keep going. It was woeful to record because we obviously do it over Zoom. Um mm. for anyone that doesn't know that. But uh yeah, the internet, it's just technology is good when it works. And I, I've said that for years and I'll only say uh, for say that forever. Okay, so if that's us done with the catch up, let's move on to a bit of pop news. We do everything ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a, a proper theme song, though. What was that? No, she does that every week. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't realize. That's that. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're very good at it. To be very Thank professional. You. <laughs> oh, anyway. So first headline, David. You may be talking pictures, and Katie may only watch sitcoms, but I love me some television, but can't keep up with new shows. Does it make sense? No, it doesn't, girls. Let's make it make sense, though. <laughs> the Emmys took place uh, over the week. So the winners are as follows. Succession won for Outstanding TV Drama Series. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. The Bear won for Outstanding Comedy Series. Zabit. Yes. Sarah Snook won for Leading Actress in a Drama Series for Succession. Uh Kieran Culkin won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Succession. Beef won Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series. Ali Wong won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie for Beef. Elton John has officially achieved EGOT status with his um, final live at Dodger Stadium uh, receiving an Emmy. Stephen Yoon won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie for Beef. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah won Outstanding Talk Series. RuPaul's Drag Race wins Outstanding Reality Competition Program. Nisi Nash won Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie for Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer Story. Jeremy Allen won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series for The Bear. Yvonne Moss Backrack won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series for The Bear. Matthew McFadden won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for Succession. Jennifer Coolidge won Outstanding Supporting Actress in the Drama Series for The White Lotus. Quinta Brunton won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for Abbott Elementary. And the final one we have here, A.O. Eldebiri won for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for The Bear. Woohoo, our Irish queen. Our I'm Irish queen. Connection people <laughs> to Ireland. I'm so We've adopted confused. her. She's ours. We've adopted her and she also has embraced it as well. She wants to be adopted. I'm very confused by this. So she she's a voiceover actress as well, and she done um I can't remember exactly what it was, but apparently she can do this like pitch perfect Dublin accent. I oh. haven't heard it myself, but Kevin was Kevin is my boyfriend David. Uh, Kevin was telling me that like apparently it's like really good, mm. really really good, and he wouldn't usually give a compliment unless he means it. 
he's very heavy, he's very harsh on the L celebs. Like he'd be like, no, that's chip. But he like he was like, no, she's really good. And I actually she is actually in so much stuff that I've watched. And she does a lot of voiceover stuff, and she's just our Irish queen. We love her. She's our princess. I'm just I, okay. Now I understand it. I was like, why are people? Yeah, she came here for like three months to study, and is just she's obsessed with Ireland, and we're obsessed with her. Fair, fair. I have yet to watch the bear. However, I love the White Lotus and Abbott Elementary, and me and Katie are not fans of Succession. We really are not fans of Succession. I've actually only admitted in the past about a month that I actually just don't like it. Yeah. We both like, tried, really tried. I was like, oh, it's a slow burner. And I'm like two seasons in. I'm like, no, it's just not good. I'm, yeah. I'm finished. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. one that I've had the pleasure of, of watching just yet now. I, I've, I think I've watched two episodes and it's one of those shows that's like, Okay, this seems like I really have to sit down and watch it. Like I need to be switched on for this. So and I know everyone's been talking about it. It's not one you can put on in the background. So um, yeah. it's a, a slow burn that I, I've been even slower to start. So I don't blame you for giving up. I don't know if you've watched the whole way, but maybe just giving up. No, no I guess season two gave up. <laughs> I gave up on season two as well. <laughs> I enjoyed the first season and then it just got really bad. <laughs> I didn't. I also, David, um, I have a very, very, very hard time um paying attention to 98% of stuff ever. Mm. So um that's why when Evan said I only watch sitcoms, like I only really can actually physically watch sitcoms like and get invested. Mm-hmm. Um so succession was like a hellscape for me because they were all they're all basically filmed. Mm-hmm. Every episode is the length of a film, or like a short yeah. film. So. You're okay watching like eight, eight episodes of a 30 minute show, but if you were to watch just one three hour movie, it's a no go. That's, yeah, that's hate <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, you just need credits on the top and tail of everything. Just like <laughs> redo succession with credits every 20 minutes and you'll be fine. <laughs> redo succession in this, Literally. In this, in this style of sign though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. I'd, I'd do that. I'd watch that. Oh my god, yeah. And look, I just watch the same stuff again. So do you remember, Katie, we talked about it actually when we were doing the looking for the player for this this week's topic. Mm. Remember the pretty little liars was on it, and I was like, time for a rewatch. Yeah, you were like, This is a sign, and I was like, It is a sign. You have to watch it again. <laughs> for the sixtieth time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, have you seen any of those shows, David? Uh I'm avid viewer of The Bear. Uh love the bear. Um it's one of those shows that um, I, I kind of suggested to my girlfriend and uh, we watched two episodes together and I came home from work the next day and she's like, look, I have something to tell you. Um, I kind of watched the rest of the show without you. Um, and I was like, it was a betrayal. I was like, wow, okay. You just fully went on it without me. And um, so, yeah, we haven't really recovered from that. That was a, a year or two ago now, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I just said, you know what? I would watch it. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, then season two came along and I said, look, I, I know you're just going to watch it at me, so work away. Um, but other than that, Succession, no, I haven't got a chance to watch it. And White Lois, um, not unfortunately been um, blessed to have seen that yet. However, I know it, it's great and season three is coming out soon. So yeah. I'm looking forward to, to seeing it eventually. That's the thing with TV shows. I'm a little bit of a, a, a bit more picky because I have a real problem with them. Um, I have no problem watching the TV shows. It's the wait in between. 
you know, waiting a year to a year and a half between eight episode seasons. So I kind of like to wait until I have three or four seasons, you know, to watch that I can just, you know, binge through and then, mm-hmm. okay, that's grand. That was a good week or so. Now moving on to the next TV show to watch. Yeah. Fair. Now that's completely fair. Look, let's move on. Since you mentioned TV show, let's talk about some Stranger Things. So Stranger Things has become a huge hit, but it looks like the this actor's life is currently upside down. Uh, Noah Schnapp came under hot water after a video of him holding a sticker saying Zionism is sexy um, uh, surfaced on TikTok. He has finally addressed this by taking to his TikTok saying, my thoughts and beliefs have been so far misconstrued from anything even close to what I believe. I only want peace and safety and security for all innocent people affected by this conflict. Oh, Noah Schnapp's messy. He is messy. <laughs> he's very messy. He's just a messy human. And like I know he's a child and all that. Well, he's not really anymore. What's he, 18? 19? 19, I think, yeah. Yeah, grow up, Noah Snap. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> just because you have a Twitter account doesn't mean you have to tweet. You know? Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh. Just because you have a sticker saying Zionism is sexy doesn't mean you have to post with it and put it on the internet. Pose with it and put it on YouTube. Thank God I pronounced that right. I thought I was pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. I yeah, that's right. No, that that is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now uh <laughs> oh, sorry, it's such a publicist move. <laughs> what? This whole TikTok thing. Oh yeah. It's such a publicist move because they're, yeah. they're filming season five right now and everyone's threatening to boycott it because of him. And now Snap's not doing that out of the goodness of his heart. Like, people are boycotting McDonald's and all. They're obviously going to boycott Stranger Things. And Netflix is like, no. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them, like. Yeah, fair. But, um, yeah. So, uh, moving on. Harry Potter and Gandalf may be cool wizards, but do they own a sub shop in the West Village? A Wizards of Waverly Place sequel series has been announced by Disney with David Henry and Selena Gomez set to be executive producers. David will be reprising his role as Justin Russo, who takes on a young wizard and teaches him the ways of Waverly Place. I don't know if I'm excited or scared for this. It's by the people who did Raven's Home, so I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Mm. Mm, I'm I'm intrigued. I will definitely be watching this. I'm really intrigued. I loved Wizards of Waverly Place growing up. Same. Oh my god. Remember the movie? Oh. oh, that was class. I don't really remember the movie. I definitely watched it, but like I used to have this is really embarrassing. But I don't know if you know the magazine, but they used to be a magazine called Girls Talk, right? And I'd get it like every Friday and they'd have like posters in it. And then you take the posters out and put them on your wall. And I had a David Henry poster on my wall for like way too long. But I didn't have posters on my wall growing up. So it was just like one David Henry poster. so strange it's so strange um but yeah no I'm, I'm really excited for that uh you know how i feel about stuff like this like we don't need it yeah but if it's good enough like i'll, I'll be happy yeah so uh final headline so in december 2020 jesse nelson Shock Little Mix fans by announcing she was leaving the successful girl band. She has tried to attempt a solo career, releasing two songs over two years. 
Well, it looks like she has something else in the works. According to The Sun, Jessie is preparing to release a documentary telling her side of the story following her departure from Little Mix. A source said Jessie has had a really rough ride since leaving Little Mix. So much has been said about her and she wants to go on the record and speak directly to her fans about everything that has happened. Jessie's solo career has been a difficult road to navigate. Last year, she had to put the brakes on her album and is now preparing to forge a fresh path. This documentary could help her set the record straight and allow people to see what it has been like for her. A production company is in touch and has been working with Jessie about what she w- w- would want the documentary to look like. It's been nerve-wracking but exciting for her. Hmm. Does she still have fans? Uh, I don't fucking know. Jesus Christ. I suppose if Rita Ora has fans, she has fans. But like... um, oh, <laughs> best way to put that. <laughs> like it's the only way I can put it. Fair, fair. It's the nicest way I can put it. Um, but nobody wants a documentary. I don't want to hear from you. No one wants to hear from you. I don't want to hear it. Shut your mouth. You've done enough. Yeah. That's also a publicist move, I think. Maybe mm. she just needs a bit of money or something. I don't know. But, like, surely it would cost money to put together a documentary. Well, she's not paying for it, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. Jesse Nelson is also messy. <laughs> Jesse Nelson him... no a snap. <laughs> we need less of these people. <laughs> Rita Ora. Really? <laughs> I'll always find a way to drag that woman down. She does. She needs to be humbled. Just a little bit. <laughs> Rita, if you're listening, <laughs> get humbled. Bye. Oh, okay. Well, Katie, introduce this week's topic. This week, we want to bring a bit of mystery to you all. Mystery in the form of a 2000 year old time traveler and his companions as they journey through time and space. What better way can we do that by having an action packed episode all about a doctor who? So, <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to write there. I was in a rush. Anyway, uh, so, David, what is your history with Doctor Who? Tell me all about it. Uh, so, my history with Doctor Who is, um, I suppose, like anyone's, I just, uh, well, I, I suppose I just watched uh, like a random episode every every now and again here or there. Like, it was just on, I suppose. Uh, and it wasn't until kind of the late 2000s 2010-ish when I like was like okay maybe this is a show I'm going to start watching so kind of caught up with this um at that point it had been on for four years so it was leading to season five or series five with Matt Smith he was just starting out so um I caught up before that and then it kind of just uh you know exploded from there like Doctor Who has got it got really big in that kind of era um moving over to America and uh just you know, continuing on in the in the legacy that it had, like you know, when I found it, it was as I said, two thousand ten. It had already been on for forty five years, so I had a good bit of catching up to do. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like any any young boy's dream to be um in a post box with an alien, a police box. Sorry, post box. <laughs> God, I swear, I swear, I watched the show. Jesus, no, in a police box with an alien. Yeah. <laughs> What about you? Have you have you seen any of it, or are you aware of you know any of it? Well, I'll get with that. I'll get into my history with it. Actually, um, so my history with Doctor Who, um, had a friend in primary school who was very much into it, and I was like, "What's this?" And I think 
like I watched an episode on TV or something. I would have been about 10, maybe 10 or 11. Um, yeah. And then uh, I was <laughs> so uh, piracy is not cool and guards don't come to me. Um, but I was on a, a, a site where you could watch movies, a dodgy site. That sounds like mm. I was on an adult site and it was not. <laughs> I was on Hut Locker, probably. Um, probably. <laughs> more than likely. Uh, and then I found, I just saw all these, like, I was like, to me, back obviously back then there wasn't streaming. Like, this mm. would have been, like, this was streaming before streaming, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So the concept of, the concept of watching as much television as you want um on a computer was just unheard of at that time so i think i watched then from christopher's david would have been the doctor at the time when i heard of it and then i think i watched from christopher up until the most recent david season at that time um so yeah that's my history of doctor who and then i became really obsessed with it and then we'll get to when i jumped off uh katie what's your history of doctor who so when i came back we um it wasn't in 2005 i think I can't remember what year it was. It was probably around 2009-ish. I think it was when David Tennant um, came into it. So similar to yourself, David. But uh, my mom was like, you need to watch this show. You're going to love it. Because like she watched it and she had like this affinity to it. And she was like, oh, my God, like it's going to be great. And then I watched like an episode and I was like, no, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and then similar to you, Evan, I had a friend in, well, in secondary school a few friends that loved Doctor Who and I was like oh my god what is talking about like it's not even good right but then I love sex education and when I heard Shooty was coming into it Kevin was like Kevin really likes Doctor Who and he was like please watch it with me give it a go Shooty's gonna be in it like and then this current like new season I started watching it and I love it I absolutely love it. So that's my history. It's very brief and it's very short up until the run up to preparing for this podcast as well. Obviously, I hadn't watched any of the other previous seasons. So I'm still fairly new into the whole realm of everything. No, fair enough. Okay, so uh, this is going to be a bit, we're going to switch it up to how we normally do it. So we're going to go one by one, doctor by doctor. Um, so the first one, of course, we're going to talk about is the ninth Doctor, Christopher Eccleston, and his first episode, which is entitled Rose. So just a brief rundown. Uh, so Rose Tyler, played by Billy Piper, is a normal girl who lives with her mom, uh, works in a clothes store, spends time with her boyfriend, Mickey. Um, her life is then turned upside down after almost being attacked by living plastic, living plastics, which look like mannequins, and meeting the ninth Doctor. Um, as the epidemic of living plastics increase and they take over the city of London, Rose and the Doctor team up to save the world and she decides to be his companion. So we all three of us have watched this episode in preparation. Mm-hmm. So, David, I'll come to you first. Uh, what was it like to go back to this? Uh, going back to this after literally just watching the most recent episodes there um like like you were saying there katie you had watched the the couple episodes leading up to shoot his first one mm. um i think it's it's uh, an interesting thing to, to remember that um the budget for these new episodes that are coming out a single episode's budget is the same as a full season of any of the previous um yeah. seasons so 
it's a, a, a steep decline, I suppose, from from how it is now in 2023 to 2005. But it's still, it still it does a great job of an introductory episode. I think I think that it had a lot of heavy lifting to do because at this Doctor Who was off the air for what was it like the late eighties. And they had came back with a TV movie in, in 1996 and then off again till 2005. So a big, big task to, um, you know, introduce the world of Doctor Who to this whole new fan base, people that weren't alive when it went off the air. Yeah. So um, introducing, you know, Christopher Eccleston as this, they really do present him as a mystery. I think it works really, really well to get you intrigued into what is going on and using Rose as, and yeah, it always has been using the companion, you know, as the, um, the kind of surrogate for the audience having her be completely out of the loop and wanting to know more if i felt like i really connected with her i suppose more this time around when i kind of realized it because i have seen this episode a, a good few times but um this is the first time really kind of looking at it critically and like mm-hmm. with all the context of what it needed to do and i think it it serves really well as an opener mm-hmm. even though the um, the effects they may not hold up to today's standards but i mean oh, those goodness. those mannequins those mannequins still look good Oh, I remember thinking they were terrifying, and I was like <laughs> ten. Mm. <laughs> I, that's like, that's what Doctor Who does really well. It takes what you know, takes what you know, and you can see every day, and makes it scary. You know, yeah. like everyone walks around a shopping center and sees a mannequin, and just the thought of them all of a sudden coming to life and you know <laughs> attacking you, shooting you in the head, mm-hmm. then that's gonna freak you out to bits. You know, there is an episode from Christopher Eccleston's season that still scares me to this day. I don't know if you remember, David. There is an episode with a child in a gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps saying in a very British creepy accent in a dark hallway, I want my mummy. And I'm like, no, no, that would keep mm-hmm. me up at night. It still keeps me up at night. I'm like, no, I'm not going back there. <laughs> and then I watched a clip of it and I was like, okay, no wonder I'm still terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a creepy image anyway, like regardless of it being on a child, but those gas masks were scary stuff. So I don't blame you. I think that's that's another thing Doctor Who intends to do is like, okay, how can we traumatize children, scare them so that they won't come out, but also do it in a fun way? Mm, that's very true, actually. Okay, you look perplexed there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. I'm just so like. I love listening to people talk about stuff like <laughs> so much. Um, like when people are fans of stuff, I just love hearing them talk about stuff. And I'm trying to Im- take the image of a child in a gas mask in the dark hallway into my mind, but I don't want to Google it because I feel like I won't sleep tonight. You will not <laughs> I'm. I because I. I'm very. I David. I'm um, a self proclaimed scaredy cat. <laughs> like official title. <laughs> official title like i am the biggest scaredy cat in the world and mm-hmm. like even you were like oh when i was 10 the mannequin scared me sorry i was like oh. <laughs> i was so uncomfortable i hated it I was like, oh. and they do actually look really good for like 2005 do you know what i mean yeah. they do look great but uh yeah no it's that episode was just a bit a bit much now but it did definitely, and it's funny because I have watched the newest season and then I went back to that. I completely understand what you're saying with the, like, it does encompass you in. Mm. But I feel like when I just tried to watch that episode before, I was just like, no. No, thanks. You know? Yeah, honestly. Look, bring Billy Piper back. (laughs) I really like Billy Piper actually, and I remember when she started in this um 
I think it was actually this episode my mom made me watch mm. at the start. But I remember she got so much stick over this. Oh, yeah, because what? She was a singer before. No, pe- yeah, people used to be really mean. Like, I this really still sticks into my mind, right? Because it was the first time I heard this expression. And, like, I'm saying this just because of how jarring it was, but people were like, oh, she could eat an apple tree with a tennis racket and all. And, like, they were all just really mean to it. Now, with genuine... What does that mean? I've never heard that expression before. Have you not? What no. does that mean? So they were calling her horse mouth, and it means, like... Okay. That like your teeth are so gappy that you could get a tennis racket and an apple and eat it through it because okay oh that, yeah okay. yeah no it's awful like no that's horrible I just, it I just, is horrible it's it's a funny like image but it's really horrible to say about somebody especially someone who was young oh yeah she was, she was quite young yeah yeah and she was playing a teenager in this you know what I mean or like a really young adult so mm. like she obviously was young herself um so it was really really mean. But yeah, that's like the biggest thing that when I was watching this episode, I was just like, oh, because I remembered all the bad sticks she was getting for it. And it just made me feel really bad for her. Look, why you got to play that song so loud? Because we want to, because we want to. Um, just good <laughs> legend, legend herself. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Chris. I think Chris is a great doctor. Although you got a bit of a tough run, though. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, been very outspoken about never returning, uh, which is fair enough. Look, if you if your work environment isn't, uh, you know, good, then absolutely don't go back to it. It's, you know, we all aspire to do that. Just quit and, and never come back. But um, yeah, he's he's dark. He's mysterious. He um, he's you can tell that he's hiding a lot of stuff that he's been through some stuff. Uh, I think that he has a certain kind of. Uh, like admiration for humans, but also has no problem calling them absolutely tick, you know, like stupid apes and stuff like that. So uh, he, there's no hiding how he feels about anything. You know, he'll just tell you how it is. I think he's great for it. Yeah. No, completely, completely fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I think he, I thought he was very funny. I, I don't know why I didn't remember him that much from this. Well, only, he only had one season anyway. Mm. Mm. Bit of a bit of a shame though, but um, look, we move on because he did eventually regenerate into the tenth Doctor. Um, actually, no, <laughs> I'm fucking getting ahead of myself here. So anyway, do we have any more to say on this? No. Keep... No, I think we've uh, wrapped this one up <laughs> very well. Look, look, any excuse to quote Billy Piper, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to do, well, usually we have the pop scale, which we will get to, but we're going to do a little mini one called the Who scale. We're going to rank <laughs> this episode, this Doctor, this era, um, which is one of my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, you rolled her eyes. Uh, <laughs> this era one. of Doctor Who um, out of five, uh, based on how much you like it, its place in the franchise, the Hooniverse. Uh, David, I'll come to you first. Out of five, what do you give uh, Ninth Doctor era all of it? Um, I give it, I think, a strong three and a half. Just in terms of nothing against anything, but just for the, the time it is and the effects and stuff like that. But like that, you know, um, relaunched the whole series and brought Doctor Who to the mainstream. So, um, you know, I can't, can't fault it for that. So I'd say three and a half out of five. Do we do, do you do halves or is it just a yeah, straight? No, yeah, no. no, that's all right. Perfect. Three and a half. <laughs> okay, what about you? I actually was thinking of four. Really? 
Yeah, because like it definitely like I didn't appreciate it the first time I watched it. So when I went back and I watched it after watching the new season, like I have more of an appreciation for this episode and for like this season. Obviously, I haven't watched the rest of this season, but like <laughs> as in I would watch it now. Whereas the first time I seen it, I was like, absolutely not. Why do people watch this weirdos? Which was a really bad mindset for me to have. But I was also like 10. So, you know, forgive me. But uh, yeah, no. So I really enjoyed it and I would give it a four. And I think I'm going to, once I finish this new season, I'm going to go back and watch Doctor Who from the start. Yeah. And this reignited that for me. What do you give it, Evan? Well, it's actually fun to go back to memory lane and actually forgot how good Chris was. And, you know, it was fun to see Billy as Rose again. I remember I had Rose Tyler action figure. I uh, had all the merch at <laughs> one point. Um, so uh, I'm going to give this one a four as well. It was just really fun to go back. And yeah, I think they were actually just a great duo. And uh, it was actually, I remember a lot of stuff from this era of Doctor Who. So, yeah. So next up, we're going to move on. So he then regenerated with David Tennant. So that episode was a Christmas invasion. Uh, Rose comes home for Christmas, and this time, and this time things have changed. Well, the Doctor's changed at least, as the Doctor has regenerated to his tenth form. The Earth is taken over by the Sycorax, so the world's fate is in the hands of Rose until inevitably until the Doctor wakes up. So, um, Katie, was this your first time watching this one? Uh, yes, 100%. Uh, so this one, I obviously, I think David was the one I remember the most anyway. Well, David is the the only Doctor I would know. If like you were to say, like, think of Doctor from Doctor Who, he'd be the only one. I like, he, how am I trying to word this? Not that I wouldn't, not that I didn't know there wasn't any other Doctors because I did know that they changed, but I just, he's the only Doctor in my mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to say that like as eloquently as possible, but it's just not going across. Yeah, fair. Um it was good. It was nice because it was a Christmas special and Christmas specials are always good. Yeah, Doctor Who Christmas specials are a big one, aren't they? They're big. It's almost like the yeah. Eastenders ones. The <laughs> <laughs> Eastenders have Christmas specials. Uh yeah, excuse me, Christmas Day Eastenders uh slaps. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, my family don't do that. No, well. (laughs) Sorry. Because we have taste. Um... We we just scream at each other, so. (laughs) David, how long had it, David, how long had it been since you'd seen uh, David Tennant in this version of The Doctor? Uh, Not as long as as, uh, Christopher X. And um, like you're saying there, Katie, like when I think Doctor Who, I do think David Tennant as well. Mm. Like he is very much kind of nearly the face of it like I think a lot of people's favorite because like that he just is is energetic he like that Chris Rexon did the hard work of getting people back and then David Tennant was able to ride that wave of having three seasons with all these new fans again and um, the fact that it stuck around maybe the old fans came back he's a fan himself so he had a lot of kind of reverence for the role and is happy to do whatever about it and um, so I don't think it had been that long, really, since it, probably the last time I rewatched it, which might have been a couple of years ago now, in fairness. Um, but uh, I have to say now, this episode, I don't know about you, but he had it easy for his first episode, David Tennant. He spent a lot of time in bed, yeah. you know, <laughs> in his dressing room. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in it a lot more. Mm. He definitely, like, compared to some of the other ones, I know that, uh, we'll get onto it later, Peter Capaldi had a similar, like, 
um, you know, in his dressing game. But no, David Tennant was asleep for half this episode. I was, it, it doesn't do him justice. He's <laughs> my favorite doctor, but this episode does not do him any justice yeah. in terms of his ability. Yeah. He's the one I remember the most anyway. I was just obsessed with this era of Doctor Who. I was after watching this episode. I was actually shocked to find that it was his first episode. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I was going in to watch it. Like, and then I was like, oh, because Kevin's like, oh, yeah, this is his first episode. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Like that, you'd think there'd be a bit more substance to to the first episode of a doctor. Mm. But there wasn't. So, um, But I feel like, as, like you said there, that David had it easy because he was just riding the wave for three seasons after everyone came back. But I actually think he kept a lot of people around. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, he definitely, you know, he, he wasn't just riding off the, the coattails. No, the no. He did the work for him to get the initial ball rolling. But, oh, yeah. you know, like people, like I'm sure you can even see it yourself, you know, like with him coming back there recently for the 60th specials, like that again brought people back after um, Jodie Whittaker's run because I think that the figures were down and then now David Tennant back again, like he himself will bring a lot of, of people back and so people were coming back each season to watch David Tennant again because like that, you know, probably kids were jumping on and he's their doctor. Like he's For me, he's my doctor. I've seen, you know, all of them from Chris Rexon, but David Tennant, he'll always be my doctor anyway. I know yeah. it's a very um, popular thing to say because he's everyone's doctor, but he's still mine. No, no, 100% completely agree. And he had the best companions as well. I mean, Rose, Donna, Martha. Justice for Martha. I'll never, I'll never oh, stop uh, yeah. ringing oh, it. It's just ringing it back. The poor girl, never seen. <laughs> oh my God. Katie, you probably don't know it, but it was, it was a situation where the doctor, he lost Rose. Uh, to a parallel dimension and yeah. then he could never see her again and then he martha joined him but uh, the entire season that he was there he just was talking like oh if only rose was here uh, rose would know what to do like just completely blanking her just like uh-huh. you know wishing for the days that rose was back so we all well, everyone wants justice for martha because she was treated so unfairly uh-huh. she was perfect she was perfect and he just couldn't see it oh <laughs> oh god Oh, very good. Very good. Anyway, so is there anything else we can say about David? Is there anything we can't say about David? So how did we feel about him coming back? Good. Good. So how does... So, okay, so I obviously haven't watched the show in a few years. How does that make sense in terms of this newer version? In terms of why did he come back? So is the show rebooted again? So... No, it's it's the show does a lot like it does often like kind of soft reboot. Um yeah. and it kind of you see you kind of notice that with when you compare like say David's regeneration episode to Matt Smith's regeneration episode, because you kind of introduce you see a whole production, the whole production crew changes, the writers change, the doctor changes, a big, big change um moving from one doctor to the next. And then as that episode introduces like it, a lot of the basic concepts are reintroduced. And then that's kind of the way. So we had Matt Smith and then you had Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker. And those those two, they didn't really have that soft reboot, even though there was a change to the production crew. But now with Shooty again, it is kind of a, I suppose, a jumping off point that, you know, they've, they've kind of said like, okay, we're, we're doing a bit of a soft reboot. We'll reintroduce these things now. So you don't have to 
watch all this previous stuff. It will be explained to you. And you can just start here with Shooty and we can move on from there. But if you have all this other previous knowledge, it'll benefit you. But it's not necessary. Which is, is, is I think, the right, right, right thing to do. Like, because, you know, if you're, if you're starting the show and, you know, the, the first thing there is the 60th anniversary. You're like, I've got 60 years to watch. No, I think I'm all right. <laughs> it's tough enough when you see that there's like 10 seasons of a show, but 60 years worth, then if there's clear jumping on points. And uh, that that's clearly what she is is now anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless there's anything else to say, let's put David Tennant this era of Doctor Who on our Who scale. Um. So, okay, I'll come to you first this time. What do you give this era, this episode, this generation, tenth Doctor? What out of five? What do you give it? I'm giving this era a five because, like, I just feel like. I think I just have a soft spot for Dave Tennant. I just really like him. Um, but I do really like him as the doctor. And again, I don't have a lot of like sustenance to go off here. So I'm basically just like um a bit biased <laughs> because it's the one I know the most. But I, I did like I really um because I think it's because I've watched a new season and I've seen more of him in that and like I like the development of this doctor. I don't know. There's just something about it. So I'll give it a five. Okay, David. I will staunchly agree with you. He is a definitely a five, a five doctor era. Um he uh he you know popularized the show, I think. Uh everyone always wants him back. He's the face of Doctor Who, everyone always wants him. Some certified bangers of episodes, some great overarching uh, stories throughout seasons, um, the best companions. Absolutely. Five out of five. And I, I, sorry, Evan, before you want, I actually think his comedic time is really good as well. And that's something that I'm really big on. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. Evan, what are you putting on your mini pop scale? Who scale, sorry. The who scale. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get it wrong. Sorry. Uh, Definitely 100% of five. I loved David. Um, Still think he will always be the doctor in my eyes and it's cool that he came back and it was a cool passing in the chor- uh, the torch to this new doctor shooty um so yeah i think he's iconic he's had the most iconic companions again justice for martha also um <laughs> billy piper forever <laughs> yeah so it was just the most iconic era of doctor who for me so we've all put that on our who scale so let's move on So this next episode is the 11th Doctor in the 11th hour. So the TARDIS is out of control and the 11th Doctor is hanging on for dear life. He meets a young girl named Amelia and recognises the crack in her bedroom wall as uh, Prisoner Zero. The Doctor tells Amelia he'll be back in five minutes. However, that turns into 12 years. The Doctor is reunited with Amelia, who now goes by Amy, who has been holding a grudge for 12 years. And the Doctor must use technology to stop Prisoner Zero. So I'm going to kick off the discussion with this one because this is where I jumped off. Okay. You jumped off here. I wow. jumped off okay. this one. I could, I tried, but Matt, I did. And I think I think Matt is great. Um, I couldn't get on board with him just because I'd been so used to David. Mm-hmm. And also I was like 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were a loyal 12-year-old. David's lo- got the doctor. I'm not watching them. <laughs> I was like, okay, I gave Matt a chance. Give peace a chance, girls. Come on. Um, you know, I did. And upon actually coming back to it, I'm like, okay, he wasn't as bad as I thought he, he he's not bad. I, I was just like, I was 12 at the time, and I was like, no, David forever. 
But upon coming back to it, I'm like, you know what? He wasn't as bad as I thought he was. But he, again, still didn't fully grab me. See, that's the thing with, I think, a lot of these regeneration episodes is that it's kind of hard to judge a whole doctor based on it because they are quite, it's it's not them. They're not fully formed yet. They kind of say, he says it himself, you know, he's he doesn't know yet who he is. He's still cooking. It's still too early to tell. Like he hasn't, um, he hasn't had anything to go through, anything to kind of develop that personality. So I can understand why you might have jumped off at, at the first hurdle, but um, mm-hmm. no, he definitely grows into probably one of the best. I, I, I'd rank him there very close to, to David Tennant in terms of um, his ability of being the doctor. Mm. He seems to have the same kind of like um, style as David Tennant as the doctor. Like I know the doctor's written in a way of like he's like witty and and charming and funny and dry like and all these this different type of comedy. But I feel like personally, I felt like he's he's the closest to David Tennant in his like comedic abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, it's natural. Like, do you know what I mean? Because mm. yeah. I I find sometimes when people are trying to play, because like these are all people essentially playing the same character, but they all have to give their own different mm. spin on it. But I find that like Matt and David definitely have the closest acting and comparison style than mm-hmm. than anyone else, personally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't like he kind of creeped me out a little bit when I was watching it. I think just the look of him, like, I know that's really mean to say, but like, I maybe it's the costume, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't think Brown's his color. <laughs> that's okay. Episode... He, he eventually upgrades to a nice uh, purple. Uh, <laughs> oh, does he? Does purple. he? Yeah. He does, yeah. Yeah, no, the brown's not not for me now. And I remember like when he was big and seeing all his like headshots with like this blue in the background, and he just looks a bit creepy in them. <laughs> You're just hateful. Yeah, I'm not. It's just I'm not taking this Matt Smith slander. <laughs> I'm not. Sla- it's not slander. <laughs> it's opinion. <laughs> um, no, it's not slander. It's just like. David feels comfortable, mm-hmm. but yeah, but Matt Smith to me feels uncomfortable when mm-hmm. I'm watching him as the doctor. You know what I mean? See, mm-hmm. you get where I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah, no, I do actually agree. I like I understand. <laughs> Sorry, David, I understand why you jumped off here. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Karen Gillan, uh, you should love her, love yeah. her. Is he is she the companion for the with him the whole time? No, so he has three main companions. So he has Amy, and then Rory also becomes a um, companion. So he is oh. her boyfriend. So they um, travel together, and then they um, they get lost about season seven, midway through season seven, and then we're introduced to Clara, who uh, you would have met there in the. Um, with uh, Peter Capaldi so yes. um, she she travelled with him for about a half a season, a half season um, before then obviously transitioning into Peter Capaldi but I can understand where he's both coming from in terms of um, Matt Smith, he's not you're just quite not 100% sure I think that the, the thing that um, 
you were saying there, Katie, about how close he is to David Tennant. Sorry, David Tennant's style. Um, I think you're, you're spot on there. Like, like you're saying, it's, it's supposed to be the same character, but he's this is now the like eleventh uh, actor to portray him. So, how do you do that differently? How do you take your own mm-hmm. interpretation? I think that the way that he does it, he's got two things that benefit him here. And I think the first is that, and I've I've always thought that because of the fact that he meets Amelia as a child first. Um, that that kind of influences him throughout the rest of his run, that mm. he is very kind to children and like speaking to a child. And the second thing then is that he is the oldest version of the Doctor, but portrayed by the youngest actor. So he has that kind of weight of being a very old man, but in a young person's body. And you get that throughout the whole rest of the the run, you know, like an old man who thinks he's cool, but just isn't. And isn't like, you know, saying that bow ties are cool, that I'm sure that's something that, you know, everyone's dad has said and kind of roll your eyes. It's like, it's, you know, stop embarrassing me kind of thing. Yeah. But um, he does have, he does have in a lot of episodes, a, a lot of chances to shine and kind of um, show that fact that he is, a character that's 2000 years old, that he's not a 20 year old man, that he has a lot of baggage that he's carrying with him. And even though he's putting on a brave face, he's giddy and, and having fun that he, he can blow up a, a Darlick Armada, you know? Yeah. As we At all the drop can. of a bow tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all just do that on a daily basis. Um, I, This is really funny and completely off topic, but I, I was watching this and I was like, oh, I remember him from the, the Danish girl. And then I was like, no, that's Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. <laughs> They don't look a million miles apart. Yeah, well, very. Like... Yeah, skinny British man. You got it. There's only like four of them. My favorite. Rotate them in and out. <laughs> so I, I mean, I didn't really delve that much into Matt. Again, jumped off. Um. So, do we have anything else to say about Maddie? No. No. So let's put uh, Mr. Matt Smith on our who scales. Um, again, out of five, uh, David, coming back to you first, what do you give Matty? I give Matt a good solid four and a half here. I think that he uh, did a great job in, I think, a big, big shoes to fill coming in right after David Tennant, the most popular doctor. Mm. Um, he also had that big transition. So um, this was the first time that um, Doctor Who got really big in America. So you'll actually see kind of in the sixth season that there's a lot of episodes that take place in America. Um, because they got a uh, BBC America did a lot of funding for it. So that was the big jump across to uh, a completely, you know, Doctor Who wasn't that big at all in America. Um, and then like that, the storylines throughout, like that whole uh, crack in space and time, that goes through from his first episode to his last. Like that's a continuing storyline throughout the whole run of his. So just uh, great writing and I give it a, a solid four and a half. Katie, coming to you next. Um, I'm going to give him a three because, like, I'm not mad on this Doctor, but, like, I've only watched, like, one and bits, like, this first episode. And then I have seen, like, bits and clips of Matt Smith's Doctor. And, yeah, I just, just a three. I actually have no real, like, opinion on it because I haven't watched the full season, so I can't really have a full opinion on that but um it wasn't the worst you know what i mean so yeah tell me your rating 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to give him a three as well. So obviously, as a 12 year old, I was initially very harsh on him. Um, but uh, as a 27 year old now, shh, not my age, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I think I thought he was be better than I remember. But again, can't fully get on board with him. And again, he has a, a little bit of a charm to him. But um, and I thought he, he's Matt Smith's very talented. But yeah, thought he was just. Not just fine. He was he was good, but like I just I couldn't get fully invested with him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna move on to our next doctor in the episode Deep Breath. So a dinosaur has taken over Victorian London. Does it make sense, girls? We don't know. And spits out the TARDIS, uh, which holds Clara and the twelfth doctor, Peter Cavalli. Um, as the doctor struggles with his new identity, which causes tension with Clara. Um, but there's more going on than just the dinosaur in this episode. So I don't remember this guy at all. <laughs> like I, I know I didn't watch the show, but I remember Jody. Mm -hmm. But I just, this is an I, entire blank. He, blank I was like, who is this man? <laughs> no, I don't. That that's completely fair. I think that the this was, um, uh, a hard pill to swallow. I suppose going from the young Matt Smith who all the girls were fawning over to all of a sudden this old angry Scottish man um, very big jump to go from one to the other um, the fact that you don't even remember him that's uh, crazy I, I thought I think that this was the first time that they really made a big deal about who is going to be the next doctor like I think there was a dedicated special on BBC announcing him as the doctor and looking at that so the fact that he completely passed you by is crazy to me that's crazy to me because I knew who this doctor was. Did you? Yeah, like I'd seen, like, as I said, like my friends liked this grown up. So I had to like be subject to like be in the room and stuff was on and all. So I do remember. But um, yeah, I, I, I never watched anything other than the first episode of this season. Like, as in sat down and physically watched. So again, I can't really have much opinion on like the, the series but I actually thought he was a good doctor I liked the way he was mm -hmm. I liked the harshness I think I think I liked the change up in the accent as well um, because it is you know he's a, a shapeshifter and a time traveller so like to me it kind of makes sense that he goes through all these changes at 2000 years old because like personally if that was me I'd want to change mm. if I was going through a space and time continuum. Like I'd want my life to be like a little different every time, you know, mm -hmm. a little so, bit of flavor. Yeah. Mm, but um, like initially it looks creepy, right? Because she, he looks old, like a lot, compared to the other doctors, he's like a lot older looking. Right. Mm. And then she's like real, like young and pretty and, and stuff like that. And it, at first, I was a bit like, oh, but then I was like, no, okay, stop overthinking it. Like, it's fine. And then, then I settled into it. So. Yeah, I was just like, who is this man? I can't get, this is one I really can't get on board with. I was like, look, I didn't think he was like awful, but I was just like, you are unfamiliar to me. Did you like the episode? That was, uh, that was a bit of a drag now. Really? Yeah. What about what was a drag? I don't know. I was just like, it's all over the place for me. And how do you feel about that, David? 
<laughs> no, I I actually kind of agree. Like it is um a, a bit of a it it did feel like a drag to me as well. Um, like what I was saying there about like you know every couple of regenerations it is a soft reboot. This one is very much like a continuation. Like you're coming in and you're in you're for you guys you would have been introduced to uh, Jenny Vaster and Strax with no explanation yeah. as to who they are. It's very much just these are three characters who don't belong here at all. Um, and we spent a lot of time with them as well. So I can understand it. it, it is a hard, I suppose, episode to watch if you are starting here. Yeah. And you don't have any any context for anything. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Like, mm-hmm. like even like with Matt Smith, it is very much a, a beginning point and you can move on from there. And as we'll talk about later with, with Jody and with Shuey, both of them are, even though, they're not both saw free boots. Jody is very much a you can start here and move on from here. But um Pierre Capaldi's first episode, he definitely feels like a you you've been watching Doctor Who, you're going to continue watching it. So we yeah. don't need to explain it to you. There's no one jumping on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I found it very, very, very hard with this one. Like just a little bit discombobulated, like. Yeah, he's just like, what is going on? Mm. <laughs> That's fair. But I but I did like him as the doctor. Like I didn't I didn't hate it. And he does continue kind of throughout the rest of of the show being like that. Like he's the the grumpy old granddad who doesn't want to hug and he carries around, you know, flashcards to remind him to ask people like, are they okay? And Mm. um, he kind of has a very like in a way a similar kind of um, appreciation for the human race as Christopher Eccleston's doctor has but uh, also like has no problem in telling you that you're being stupid and, and to stop bothering him you know like there's no it's similar in that kind of way of not uh not worrying wearing your heart on your sleeve because it doesn't matter what they think of you because this is what i think of you instead you know yeah yeah now completely fair now is there anything else we have to say about peter no david uh i think he's uh a, a, a great doctor and i really appreciated the um the end scene you know i think that's for a lot of people having that scene with matt smith there you know reassuring um reassuring clara that this is still him um, and yeah. that being there for the audience as well because like that you know where a lot of people would have jumped on with matt um with the uh, American people coming over, they might not have actually been introduced to the the concept of regeneration. So having that there, the surrogate of assuring people that this is still the same character. It might not be the same actor. It doesn't matter what face he wears. It's still the same person and reassuring Clara of that and her coming to grips with this and accepting him by the end of the episode, kind of it, it makes it easier for those newer people to accept Peter Capaldi then as a doctor and he goes on to be a great doctor honestly like uh, you know mm-hmm. if you guys are, are are going to jump onto it I know Katie you said that you mm-hmm. might start from the start I think he actually might end up being one of one of your favorites to be honest okay uh Clara looks really familiar and I, I can't put my finger on it what's the actress's name uh Jenna Coleman yeah Jenna Coleman she is she was in oh, Emmerdale, she was in Emmerdale. <laughs> There you go. There we go. Finally, I figured it out. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so let's put Peter's doctor on our who scales. We're gonna rank them out of five based on how much we like them. And you know the gist. 
Uh, I think I'll go first on this one because I haven't gone first. Uh, no, so no offense, Peter. David as well. No offense to you. Uh, I'm going to give you a two. <laughs> okay. You were grand. I don't remember you at all. <laughs> but, you know, good on you. You know, get the money. <laughs> um, Let's go to Katie next. Um, I'm actually going to give Peter a three and a half. Mm-hmm. I gelled with him a bit more than I did Matt Smith's doctor. And, like, I don't know what that says about me. Like, maybe I just like old men. I don't know. But there's just, yeah, I just really liked him. And after hearing you, David, like, speak about, like, the as the season goes on and stuff, I'm very intrigued now. So, yeah, um, that's my rating on this one. What do you give it? I think I agree. I think a three and a half is is a solid, um, solid about to give him definitely like mm-hmm. he does definitely grow into it and uh he I, I didn't jump off at any point now but I, from peter capaldi onwards this is my first time actually re-watching him like everything else oh. up up to this i had seen a number of times but from kind of peter capaldi onwards this was my first time seeing it i've only seen it through once so okay. um, maybe that is a sign i don't know if that's a sign or not but it was <laughs> you know maybe i was just getting older i didn't have time to be constantly rewatching the same episodes but yeah um, <laughs> no i definitely this is my this is only my second time now seeing this episode okay yeah. interesting very interesting uh, i'm just laughing at the fact that katie said she likes old men <laughs> i said maybe <laughs> i could have said something more who was your, no tell david who your celebrity crush is which one you know the one i'm talking about there could be two though. Is it okay? So oh, there's okay. Every... There's two, and I okay. One of them I kind of get. The other one I really don't. <laughs> well, Dave, I'm gonna have to tell you two of them, right? So when I was younger, these were like my childhood crushes. I still kind of have them. So the first one was um is Jack Black, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Specifically in School of Rock, and like still kind of have a crush on him, but he's like a granddad now. So I'm just like. You know, like he, he's real cute now. He's not mm-hmm. hot anymore. But back in the day, I was like all over him. And then, do you know Kevin James? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. He's from uh, King of Queens. Yeah. Not wrong Paul, Paul Blair Malkoff. Um, yeah, yeah, Paul Blair Malkoff. <laughs> I can understand the Jack Black one. Like he was very much a um, cool. like a comedic leading man. Him in a. School of Rock and The Holiday. Like, I completely understand. Kevin James, mm. though, not really. That that was I, the one I was I like, I really, where are you going with this? I like I like funny man. He's a funny man. So did you have, you had your David Henry poster on the wall. Was Jack Black on one side <laughs> and Kevin James on the other? No, I never had. No, David Henry was a once-off. I, the only posters I ever had were Westlife posters, David Henry, and um, Mickey Joe Hart from Eurovision. <laughs> you ran that question of what five what five people what historical figures would you invite to a dinner party I can just imagine the dinner party you'd be hosting with all those what people <laughs> you all no. have one thing in common can you guess it oh <laughs> uh, yeah me being their only fan <laughs> no I met Mickey Joe Hart in Liffey Valley when I was when he was in Eurovision <laughs> oh, and um, he signed my poster and then I used to have it on my wall and I used to give it a little kiss and like I was like six oh that's sweet yeah no I was a little weirdo but uh, still am but you know 
it's fine. Right. Um, I can't remember what we were saying. I don't anyway, we're finished up here now. Let's move on to the next doctor. So, um, this is uh, we watched the episode "The Woman Who Fell to Earth." Um, a group of people in Sheffield come across a mysterious presence. As a local train comes to a stop, the thirteenth doctor falls through the ceiling, and uh, and but this time the men are out, and Jodie Whittaker is in. The orb impacts DNA bombs into um, sorry. The arm implants DNA bombs into the locals and the doctor struggles with the, her new version of regeneration, which also comes with a side of amnesia. So, who wants to go first on this one? I don't. I think, oh, I was going to say, Katie, you're the lady, so you're the lady, the lady here. Just because I'm the lady doesn't mean, oh, no, that's actually really bad, I'm not going to say. I support women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually support women a lot. Um... Yeah, I don't know, like, so I just was going to sound really bad again. I have this problem where I feel like people do things for inclusivity sometimes. Mm. And I just feel like this was kind of that. And like, again, I've only watched the first episode. So like, maybe she turns out to be an amazing doctor and Mm. like, I'm completely wrong. But like, sometimes I feel like there's like, oh, well, we've had men for how many years go on to throw a woman in? Was it time, though? I don't know. Because it wasn't like there was no women in the show at all. They were just companions, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I was I was like, I know this is going to come across wrong, but, like, mm, I'm just, yeah. Did they need to do it? Well, I'm going to, yeah. Go, you go ahead, sorry, well, I was just going to say, I actually was really, really impressed. I think she actually might pull me back in. Really? Yeah, I really liked her. I thought she was gassed. Yeah. don't know. It's funny how things like this are subjective, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I think that she's definitely, like, as she's introduced, she is the most well-rounded um, of all mm. the regenerations. Like, she from having watched her in this episode, like, I feel like she is nearly fully formed by the end of it. Like, kind of, how she is in this episode is how she is going forward. Mm. Um, As for the, uh, you know, um, having a woman a doctor, I think that it was about time because um, it was, it's, at this point, it was 55 years on the show. Yeah. Um, You know, this, she's the, was it, 13th, uh, 13th doctor, so, having you know 12 men play it and it and it is established throughout this you know that they are you know time lords can regenerate either into men or women that they're yeah non well i don't know if it's non-binary but you know that they can be either you know they're not yeah you're not just going to be a a, a time lord or a time lady or anything like that so i think that you know not that (laughs) i I don't mean it in the way that oh it's about time finally but you know it's not like it, it was a big deal at the time that it was oh this is the first doctor um, and then, uh, or sorry, the first female doctor, and then mm. um, obviously now with Shuey as well, who's the first doctor of colour, so yeah. that's, you know, that is also one of those, you know, about time kind of things, like that we have had 12 white men play it, so it is about time now for representation around it. Um, but I think that she did face a lot of that kind of, I don't want to say the word, I don't want to say backlash, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that were 
turned off by the idea of like you were saying that inclusivity for inclusivity's sake yeah um so rather than you know actually watching her and giving her a chance and forming your own opinions based on whether she was a doctor he liked like you were saying there evan you, you jumped off at matt smith i doubt that was because he was a white man because no, yeah, no, uh, yeah. it, it was based on him as as mm-hmm. a, a you know his uh, persona his um, personality and stuff like that so um i think that people unfairly treated jody um because it was it did feel like it was just a inclusivity for inclusivity's sake yeah but, i um, ask am i remembering this wrong or was there absolute uproar about this yeah i think it, it's one of those things of of like oh yeah doctor who's a woman now like what you know they're just doing anything it's it's one of those easy things to complain about you know like realistically does it affect your life at all um no but it gives the little girls who are watching the show that they can look they can watch a tv show and you know it's a female lead character that they're not you know women aren't just relegated to the companion or the damsel in distress or anything like that so having the strong female character and then as well as that like keeping a strong female um companion having Yaz there as a police officer you know Mm. giving her some agency as well I think that it was the right choice to do now you know how quickly will they go back to doing a female doctor that'll be what's interesting I think as we continue watching it down the line will we go man woman man woman will we do two women in a row that'll be where it's interesting to see was it just inclusivity for the sake of it or is it are we going to stick to it now so that's why I said that because like I know it hasn't been long since this but like in my mind I'm like if they do it again then it's not inclusivity for inclusivity's sake but when mm-hmm. when shows do stuff like this as a once off mm-hmm. kind of like oh let's just keep them happy for a while like I'm not I wasn't saying that like on behalf of Jody I like as in like oh mm-hmm. like I was saying that for it was my standpoint of this show of I thought the show were just like, I oh, will just show her in. Mm. And then like this with Shooty, are we going to have another Doctor of Colour? Are we going to have a female Doctor of Colour next? Mm. Well, you know, like, funny you should say that, that. That actually is a point in the show. It's it's You're diving in a little bit more into Jodie's era, but there was a previous incarnation, one that we hadn't met, that was a female of colour. Do you know? Okay. She, doesn't, she is an incarnation of the Doctor. Um, but uh, yeah, no... Uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting that are they going to prove that you know Jody isn't just an exception to the rule? Like, oh, you know, everyone look. No, well, we did a female doctor back in the day, and now it's that's it's going to be men again. You know what so. I mean? That's what I mean. So that's why it feels like it's inclusivity for inclusivity's sake. But mm-hmm. maybe they are just it's just a slow burn of getting mm-hmm. more inclusivity in while trying to keep people that might complain about that. Yeah happy as well <laughs> See, it's hard to, it, it's hard to do because of the fact that they change the actor it's like every four or five years yeah. so yeah. it is hard to prove that it's not just an exception because yeah. you do it in like 10 year chunks you know it, it's hard exactly. to i'm sure you know 50 years from now when it's or 40 years from now when it's the 100th anniversary i'm sure we'll have multiple female doctors coming back for a big multi-doctor story i'm, I'm sure but we'll be able to look back at this and go no definitely it was the right right move to make yeah i'm really interested i think i'm gonna watch jody seasons i really like her and also she is in <laughs> she's in the movie saint trinian's ever heard of it um she has one of my favorite lines in cinema 
She doesn't look like she's got a pot in which to piss. I quote this on a daily basis. <laughs> Jodie Whittaker is hilarious. I'm going to watch her. I'm going to watch her doctor. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, she's a that... male companion. She has um, those three, the three companions there that um, <laughs> she has. She has Yaz, Ryan and Graham. Uh, Graham played by Bradley Walsh who was a big guy, I suppose, at the time. Uh, well, I mean, you know, not, not to bash Bradley Walsh at all. Who doesn't like Bradley Walsh? Um, who doesn't love the chase, guys? Yeah. <laughs> chase, he's on Gladiators now. I think they brought Gladiators back and him and his son do the uh, commentating <laughs> on that. Um, and then I think that they leave. Yaz stays. Um, Ryan and Graham leave and they bring in um, John Bishop. He is the companion for uh, a season. Okay, I'm watching. So he's got that <laughs> proper Liverpool accent, him and Yaz. Oh, I like John Bishop. I am watching this immediately. <laughs> Evan's not going to sleep tonight. Jodie Whittaker, Bradley Walsh, John Bishop. Are you joking? Where have, why have I been sleeping on this? Maybe because she's a woman. Uh, no, excuse me. I support women unlike you, Katie. Oh, no, you support women way more than I do. Exactly. <laughs> this is a lot about you, you bitch. Oh, yeah, but sure, look, I own it. It's fine. <laughs> It'd be worse if I was trying to hide it, you know. How many times have you mentioned your internal misogyny on this podcast? It's just who I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not me. It's the world makes me this way. Yeah, fair. <laughs> we just like Society. to unpack issues every week. Mm. Yeah, the, this, it, this is my is the podcast. This is, is it's this just being put out. Yeah. <laughs> I should have called make it. We should have called it make it therapy. Like I just do it every week. <laughs> I have something else to unpack when we talk about the next doctor. <laughs> okay, well, before we actually talk about the next doctor, anything final to say about Jody other than I'm obsessed? What did you think of the episode? Like loved it. Yeah, loved it. No faults. Well, I know I wouldn't say no faults, but I really, really loved it. Okay. Um, I mean, Bradley Welsh, we should always, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at this. What is this? I was trying to do half a love heart, but it just didn't work. Oh, yeah, we love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're just like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Bradley Welsh, um, I was going to, I was trying to quote something from The Chase, but I can't think of a line. I can only think of Tipping Point. <laughs> I love Tipping Point. Oh my God, one of the best. I just played um, a game Drop zone three, please, Ben. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I have nothing else to say, guys. David? I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to point something out. I think one of, one of my favorite things to do, not just in Doctor Who, but in, in TV and film, anytime there's a YouTube video shown, I like to kind of look around the frame and because it's obviously a fake YouTube video. Yeah. I like to look at the, the other um, the videos in the... Uh, suggested box uh, the comments stuff like that i find it really really funny go back and watch this the video that kind of is playing with ryan describing about the best woman he ever met and his granny it's got 11 views and it's got two dislikes who is disliking a, a video about a man who is just like you know having a little bit of a therapy session about how his grand was a great woman and she was the best woman he ever met and someone said you know what i don't like this i'm gonna actively dislike this video so I think that was just a really funny point. Whoever was the designer of that webpage was uh, very funny to to put in two dislikes for the guy. Not even just one, two separate people. <laughs> I actually think that's very clever because um, mm-hmm. 
that just happens on YouTube. If you look, like, I don't think there's a YouTube video out there, no matter what it is in any capacity, that doesn't have a dislike on it. I never got that. I never, like, went out of my way to dislike stuff. Yeah, no, I actually don't think I've ever disliked a YouTube video. No, me either. But there are people who live for it. There mm. are people who live to hate. Yeah, if I just don't like it, I just move on. Next yeah. one, don't watch it again. The people who live to hate are probably the same people who had a problem with a female doctor. Yeah, fair. Maybe it was the Daleks. Maybe they came in. Oh, I love that. Oh my God, I would love Daleks just trolling people all day. <laughs> Daleks are being <laughs> trolls. We'd love that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, if there's nothing else to say, let's put Miss Jody on our Who scale. Again, out of five, who am I going to come to first? David, come to you first. I would give Jody. I'm sorry to say this, I'd give her a three. Okay. Um, she is she is fine as a doctor but I think that the writing throughout her series really let her down like I couldn't name an episode that I really like of hers which is a shame because I do like her but she just doesn't have any great episodes even with you know Peter Capaldi there wouldn't be as many that I could name for him but there are a few that I do think of in my head but with Jodie Whittaker unfortunately not um, it's not she's just not up there for me unfortunately so I'll give her three yeah, I'm similar. I was actually going to give a three as well. Um, Like, again, I can't obviously name any other episodes because I haven't watched them. But yeah, like, I didn't hate her as a doctor and I didn't hate the concept of her as a doctor, but um, it just wasn't given, like, maybe nostalgia i don't know it, mm. i just didn't have the same feelings towards this episode as i did the rest so that's why she's getting a tree for me how about you evan i'm gonna give her a four i'm really excited i think i will watch the rest of her season <laughs> yeah she drew you in uh, yeah do you think she she brought me back i mean who yeah. knows i thought i would never get back to the show but you know <laughs> thanks to jody i'm back you just love a strong female character Ugh. Nothing, nothing more I love in this world. There's nothing more you love. Honestly. And that's good. I'm glad for you. At least one of us does. <laughs> By one of us, I mean of me and Evan. You're not included in that, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not painting <laughs> you with the same brush as me. Don't that's worry. That's okay. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have reached the current Doctor, the 14th Doctor, the regenerated, rebooted Doctor, Shooty Gatwa. His first episode, The Church of Ruby Road. So many years ago, a baby was abandoned in the snow. In an attempt to save uh, her new baby foster sibling from goblins, Ruby Sunday meets the doctor, Shudy Gatla, and they end up on a pirate ship in the sky, surrounded by goblins. Accidents are occurring. Even to beloved TV presenter Davina, Davina McCall, hashtag fancy another one. And Ruby still knows nothing about her real family. Coincidence? I think not. So, this is Shooty's first outing as the Doctor. He's yes. not fully there yet. What do we think? I really like it. And again, I could be really biased because I love Shooty so much. And like, Shooty can do no wrong in my eyes. But Shooty also gave me like reminiscent. Oh my God. Was reminiscent to me of um, David Tennant. Yeah, I'd agree. He's almost like a David Tennant and a Matt Smith in one doctor. Mm. In my eyes. And the way, like, 
the timing of what he says, the way he looks, his facial movements, his expressions, his like little subtle like quips and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I just I really liked this episode. I had watched all the episodes up until this like of the season. So I'm like really fully versed in what's happening and stuff like that. And um, yeah. Yeah. David, uh, since you're like following all these doctors, um, like all the way through, he's the latest one. Do you have a full formed opinion yet? Um, no, not not just yet. Now I'll have to correct you on a little tiny detail that you said there. So he's that you said he was the 14th doctor. He's actually the 15th doctor. So mm-hmm. after Jodie Whittaker, Jodie uh, regenerated it back into David Tennant. So Jodie oh, okay. came back for the mm-hmm. 60th, and then Judy has come from from David again. Yeah. Um. They're right. Drag me. It's fine. Sorry, I just... Uh, you know, it's all good. Uh, I, correct I me. No, we're literally... Me and her, every time we have a guest <laughs> on, we're like, literally correct us if we are wrong, because we are yeah, wrong. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it was in- interesting. Um, I'm sure, uh, Katie, you saw this in the... Um, one of the most recent episodes, they introduced a new um, a new form of regeneration, which is the uh, bi-generation. So, normally, yeah. we have one, act, one um, version of the Doctor turn into the next... But in um, this one, we had the Doctor split into two, and we have David Tennant, who is essentially on an extended therapy vacation. He's been told, "You go, you relax, you stay at home, and I'll go on the adventures." So, um, this is this was Shooty's first official, um, his his first outing. And to be honest with you, I actually loved him. I thought he was great. Yeah. Um, like that, there's certain little ma- mannerisms that I loved about him. Uh, I don't know why, but I just really um like the way he's running across the the rooftop yeah as um what's her name sorry uh, ruby when ruby. she's hanging on to the ladder and he says he says something to the effect of um oh yeah i just saw a ladder and i'll just jump on it babes like he says babes or something at the end of his yeah. and, um it was just so out of the ordinary and i, I think i love hearing um uh, just the kind of modern day slang from someone I wouldn't think to hear it from and uh, just the doctor saying babes for some reason it, it just was very very funny and in a, in a similar way to Matt Smith that he has the um the young face but the the old mind um that he has that kind of moment where um Ruby says that she's a foundling and he says also oh, my you know that I'm adopted mm. and he kind of has that um you know heaviness still on him even though he's got a young face and I could see him being a lot of fun I can see that the um the way that he's going to be shown now going forward will be as someone that's not carrying all that trauma because he has the the David Tennant version you know having yeah. that bit of a, a therapy session so that he can he has that weight lifted off his shoulder and he can just be that you know fun loving time traveler that, that goes around saving the day um, and I, I really am looking forward to further adventures. I think that, I don't know about how um, I really felt, like like I was saying there earlier about this being a jumping on point. Can you imagine this being the first episode of Doctor Who that you watch as a jumping on point and they're singing goblins and you're like, is oh this, God, is it like weird. this all the time? <laughs> No, but like, this is me. So like, I watched the 60th anniversaries like I, and like with the Donna come back and stuff and, and all that, that mm. those bits. I watched like, from wherever that was and then this was my first like encounter of like a new doctor like mm-hmm. regenerating well obviously by generating but you know what I mean like this is mm-hmm. his force reprise as this role and there was singing goblins and I was like I love this 
This is <laughs> like, I am this. It's like, this is, yes, give me more. I can't <laughs> wait to see it again. And like, I was enthralled. And like, Kevin's like, you're really, you're really into this. And I was like, I really am. Mm. Because <laughs> it is hard for me to get into stuff. But mm. like, yeah, I just found it interesting. Now, it did stress me out a little because I get stressed out watching shows a lot. Um, that's why I don't watch a lot of like serious shows but I feel like Doctor Who or like at least what I've watched of it has a really good way of being serious and funny at the same time mm-hmm. which is like perfect for me yeah you need to, like it breaks the tension well in my opinion yeah. or at least what I have seen of it has broken the tension very well of like you're literally sitting there heart pounding and then someone says something funny and you're like uh-huh like it's just it's yeah it's interesting like the way they're doing it now so I am very interested to continue I'm just going to continue with the season and then just go back and kind of piece everything together because I like to do things like that with like series like I don't mind jumping on to something like at, at the end or like at the late season and then going back and watching and stuff mm-hmm. I actually quite enjoy doing that just because I'm a bit weird so um yeah i really liked this episode what about you evan how did you feel i thought he did an amazing job mm-hmm. i really liked how he was styled as well um i think shoot he's very funny i haven't actually watched all of sex education um oh, so good i know i need to get on that eventually mm-hmm. um yeah the only thing i've really other well, the only thing i've really seen him in is barbie i guess yeah that's not mm. a good comparison yeah well not obviously i can't really compare again to the doctor can I? no well who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I think it's great that he was in Barbie. He's got all those contacts now. Can you imagine Ryan Gosling popping up in an episode of Doctor Who? That's oh, gas. Imagine. Is Nicola Coughlin popping up. She is. Yeah, she's uh, been filming. It's it's interesting because um this season that uh, this upcoming season has been filmed. They're actually shooting the, the follow-on season from that. I think she's gonna appear <laughs> in the second season. So they're really getting ahead of themselves. Um I think that the newest season is coming out now in May. Um, mm. But they're already well deep into shooting his second season, which uh, is exciting. Hopefully, then it will mean that we won't have as long to wait after his first season to get to his second season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a huge success. Yeah, like you know, it's it's um it's interesting. It's another huge leap for Doctor Who because, like I said, they're kind of uh, at the start. We were talking about Chris Rex and the budget now for these upcoming episodes per episode is more than they had for the seasons, and that's um partly due to the fact that um, the streaming rights have been sold now to Disney. So um, Doctor Who is coming to Disney Plus for everywhere yeah. around the world, except for um, the UK and Ireland, uh, where you can watch it on the BBC iPlayer, except in Ireland where you can't watch the BBC iPlayer. So if the actual matter of fact is the only place you cannot legally watch Doctor Who in the whole entire world is in Ireland. Well, if you get a VPN and... VPNs are not illegal. Uh, sorry, legally, legally. <laughs> okay, right, right. I'm not having the guards. Are illegal, are they? No, they're not illegal. No, they're not. Yeah, no. Oh, they, yeah. I said that. <laughs> they're frowned upon, I think, aren't they? Ah, uh, yeah, probably. But like, they're not illegal. Like, they're... But we all do it. I don't know why I said that on, on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, weekends are fine. I don't. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> You're, you are so hard. You have me sweating. Oh my god! I just have my subscriptions to Netflix, Disney Plus, uh, Prime, uh, Paramount, uh, Apple TV. There, I'm paying. And if those companies TV would license. like to reach out to us, we are available <laughs> to take calls. 
Um, anyway, I think Shooty's great. I loved the way he was styled. I thought he was really funny. Uh, I loved the fact that he sang in this as well. Mm. I mean, the yeah, goblin the singing, back. I was like, no. I Also, I thought it was Jesse Ware who was what I think I think the I thought the goblins name... like Jesse Ware. I was like, why is Jesse Ware doing this? And I was like, no, it's not her. Oh. I think if you uh, look at the actual credits, I think the the singing goblin, the the main um, female one, is uh, Janice Goblin. Oh, <laughs> like Janice Joplin, but yeah, oh, Janice. Um, yeah, no, I really liked it, and I just thought it brought like a full new onus to the character and. I'm really excited to see how it goes. Um, I feel like if it goes as well as we think it will, Shooty could be the new David Tennant, as in it will keep a lot of people on. Yeah. Um, or like bring a lot of people in. It brought me in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he does a good job, he'll keep me in. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited. We'll see how it goes with Shooty. Any last words, David? Uh, no, I think you've you've said it all there. I think it's it's great to have um a fresh face, a fresh um you know future ahead of him. Um, the writer Russell T Davis, he's back showrunning it. He did um all of Christopher X and, and David Tennant's era in terms of writing, so he's back. Um, and you can kind of nearly see that in a lot of, of the writing. Um, it's actually interesting. The um, this is a little fact for you. Here. I don't know if you noticed it, but in Shoot his first episode there with the um the snowman that falls off the roof, falls off yeah. the, the shop. Mm-hmm. That shop is actually the one that Rose first meets the doctor. I knew it's the it. same shop. You knew that one. They I knew. was like, okay, no, I definitely know. Yeah. No, it's the same, same shop. So I think that you're definitely gonna see a lot of um callbacks to earlier mm-hmm. doctors and, yeah. and seeing that kind of history that it's it won't be alienating for um new viewers like yourself, but Katie, as you go back, and if you mm. do start again, you'll mm. kind of click. Oh, okay, now, I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see where that's coming from. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited. And look, let's bring Billy Piper back, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's trapped in another dimension. Look, look, <laughs> let's bring her back. Why you got to play that song so loud? Because we want to. Because we want to, girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa played day and night. Oh, this is just a Billy Piper fan <laughs> podcast. <now. laughs> right, so that's well, it's not all the doctors, but it's every doctor since the reboot of the show up to date. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Katie, this we're going to take over the reins now because David, you're going to get put in the hot seat. <gasps> okay, brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bloody pop quiz for you. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Evan's uh, official audition for the next Doctor after shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I can do look, accents. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I will bring Billy Piper back myself. <laughs> I will cross dimensions for her. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so much fun. Um. So, ten questions for you, David. I'm gonna read one. Can you read the next one? So on and so forth. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to show how uncool I am that I'm hopefully going to get all 10 of these right and if i get all 10 then you know that would be me retiring from from quizzes but i'm ready (laughs) okay um question one what is rose's occupation at the start of the show uh she is a shop assistant yep correct what character gets taken over by the living plastics that is her boyfriend nikki 
Yes. Question three. Uh, what does Rose whisper to wake up the 10th Doctor after the Christmas tree starts spinning? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that might get me. Um, I think I think he says like she says, "I need you." Is that I need you? Or help me or something like that? It's I don't help know. me. Oh, okay. Ooh, Ooh you're lucky you said that. <laughs> um, question four: What kind of fruit did ten did the tenth Doctor find in Harold's robe? Uh, he found an apple first, and then a satsuma at the end. Ooh. Mm, yes, he did. Question five: What kind of uniform is Amy wearing in the eleventh hour? She is uh, in a policewoman's uniform that she wears for her job as a kissagram. Yes, she is. Question six: What nationality is the twelfth Doctor? Uh, Scottish. Correct. Question seven: Which doctor starts off have uh, starts their regeneration off having amnesia? That is uh, Jodie Whittaker. That is Jodie Jodine Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> Question eight: Which doctor wears a leather jacket? That's got to be Chris Eccleston, number nine. Yes, correct. Question nine: Which TV presenter plays Graham in uh, Graham in the Woman Who Fell to Earth? I'm glad we brought him up. It's Bradley Walsh. That's correct. Um, and Katie asked the last one. <laughs> and question 10. What is the name of the baby Carla Fosters? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> you might have caught me on this one. Let me think. It's something stupid. It's something they, they make. Oh, they say it's crap. Oh, um, I think it's something to do with Christmas. Because she's found on Christmas, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, sugar. I can't think of it. It's all Holly's coming to my head, but I know it's Holly's too good of a name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I I don't got it. What is it? Um. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. Okay. It's Lulu Bell. Oh right, okay, yeah, no, absolutely no chance I was gonna. They get do that. say Holly in the episode, like if they're if they're gonna give her a super Christmas name or something. They start naming super Christmas names, and Holly is one of them. They did actually say Holly, yeah. So okay, yeah, but um, you were cl- like Lulu Bell because like Bell would like be reminiscent of Christmas. Christmas yeah. So look, you had you got nine out of ten, so you're not quite ready to retire from your pub quizzes yet. Boom. All right, brilliant. Okay, <laughs> no, you might just make it onto Mastermind. It'll be all good. Special subject, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, Doctor Who, right up until the uh, the newest episode because I have to. Okay, yeah, so, okay, can imagine what yours would be. Yours would be something bizarre. <laughs> Kevin James. Oh, God, I mean, I was, yeah, Kevin, Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin yeah, James, various types of noodles. Uh, Oh, yeah, mine would be food-related, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, next up, we're going to... We've done the Who scale. Now it's time to get to the big one, the Pop scale. We are going to put the entire Doctor Who franchise, series, legacy, everything, on the Pop scale. Rank it out of five, based on how much we like it, and it's placed in pop culture. David, you're up first, out of five. What do you give Doctor Who? I think it got easy to be a five. Mm-hmm. I don't think many shows can you know stand the test of time of doing 60 years and um, mm-hmm. so much of doctor who like the iconography is is just ingrained in people's heads like i don't think you could show someone a picture of a dalek and them not know 
what it was or mm. even the TARDIS or there's so much of it like I just don't think that you could I don't think you could well I'm sure maybe the two of you might you might make the argument that it's not as um you know as influential into pop culture but I think it absolutely is I don't think you can fault it it's a, a five out of five a ten out of ten a hundred out of a hundred Katie yeah, no, um, it definitely is influential in pop culture, trust me. Um, so my rating is probably going to be a three and a half, just because I don't have an affinity to it. Uh yet, maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> look, as you said, like it's still the test of time. It's still going. It's not even like it stopped at 60 years, it's like surpassing 60 years now which is incredible and I can honestly see it go for another 60 if they do it correctly um it's great the writing is great like it's only gotten better through the years so it can only continue to get better and I'm really excited to see where the future of it goes and it's very 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 influential not only in pop culture but just in people's lives as well and a lot of people absolutely adore it so that has to say something too so yeah that's my rating evan what are you giving it so it is very influential um and i was a big fan as a kid uh however i did fall off so i can't give it a full five but i will give it a four because jody is going to pull me back in um also i just think it's yeah it's just it's iconic you can't um like you said david you know you can't see a picture of like the tardis or like uh, Cybermen or any of these kinds of things without like knowing exactly where that's from or mm. even like seeing the pictures of the actors in there you know they're David in his suit and you know Chris in his leather jacket and um, mm-hmm. things like that you know it's uh, it is just iconic like and you can't go wrong and you know justice for Martha Billy Piper forever and that's how I'm gonna end that on that one so next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we are enjoying in terms of pop culture. Uh, David, you're up first. What's popping with you? What's going on? Tell us. Uh, I'm really enjoying, I kind of mentioned it at the top of the show there, I'm just enjoying this award season. I'm enjoying seeing yeah. everyone in their, um, in their suits and their dresses. Um, the kind of, the same people uh, nominated for the same stuff, but, you know, the kind of, uh, like I'm sure you guys saw the, the little back and forth between Kieran Culkin and Pedro Pascal. Um, yeah, for their um, different nominations. So just this whole award season, uh, I love it. I love seeing what's going to get nominated. What are some surprise entries? What's like, um, some some digs stuff like that. Like kind of last year at the the Oscars, we had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis winning the Best Supporting Actress Oscar uh, over Angela Bassett. So um, I, I wonder will we get many of those uh now this this uh upcoming Oscar season? But uh, no, that's that's I'm enjoying the uh the award season as we're in the thick of it now. Mm-hmm. yeah no i'm the same i'm the same i love award season i love the oscars that's like my number one thing ever so yeah yeah katie uh, what's popping with you what is popping with me great question i never know this every week um the bear mm-hmm. i think do you think i mentioned that but we mentioned it today so i have to give it an honorable mention again oh big boys came back and i watched all of it in one night the whole second season yes I remember you loved that last year. You and Kevin Sherman talked about it. I love it again. So it came out it came out over the weekend, but I watched it. So it was my uncle's 60th on like his birthday party on 
Saturday and then I was driving so I didn't drink but we went back to Kevin's house and we were just putting something on before we went to bed like it was like probably one o'clock and um he was like oh big boys is back do you want to watch an episode and I was like oh yeah sure and then he was like okay like episode's done I was like now I need to watch the next one and I continued to do that until we watched all six of them <laughs> which is very rare for me yeah that yeah. is, that is I'm rare. I'm very happy to leave a show and like I'm mm. in the middle of it and just go to bed and pick it up the next day. Like I am, I don't have to usually follow things through, but I just, I love the storyline of it. I love the actors. Everyone's amazing. It was just absolutely incredible. And I really wanted to come back like ASAP. Um, My usual, my usual podcasts are popping with me. Tenacious D are popping with me. Um, I'm going to see them in May and I really love Jack Black. Um, you now. <laughs> yeah and uh i listened to a tribute on the way to the gym on the way home from the gym in the car um because i'm that's just my little obsession at the moment um and yeah i think that's everything what's popping with you evan um so yesterday i saw the mean girls musical movie Yes, you did. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, I love Mean Girls and I've seen the Broadway musical and so I love the song. So I loved it. I absolutely thought it was great. Um, yeah, no, loved that. Rewatching Pretty Little Liars, still watching Vampire Diaries. Um, nothing really else that much. I mean, yeah, nothing really else that much, to be honest. Fair. Fair. Well, you know, maybe Jodie's season of Doctor Who, you know, maybe we'll get into that maybe now. She's pulling you back in. Yeah. <laughs> Good on here. Come on. Come on, girls. Go on, Jody. Mm. <laughs> right. So, David, uh, you're the host of Talking Pictures Podcast. Where can people find your socials, things, everything? Uh, we're on everything. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are uh, available on Spotify, on all of your um, you know, podcast apps of choice. I, I never really know where to, to plug it. I always just uh, like the, yeah. the Spotify, but it's all under um, Talking Pictures Pod. That's kind of where we post uh on our instagram we're going to be getting into tiktok soon uh uploading to youtube just kind of diversifying where everyone can find us like i've had you know oh someone said like oh wait is your podcast on youtube i'm like no and i went okay probably won't listen to it like some people i guess only listen to a podcast on youtube so they need to diversify can't give anyone an excuse not to listen to uh episodes but um yeah we post every wednesday um they go live at like midnight so nice and everyone can wake up with their seven o'clock alarm and they get a nice little notification of oh a new episode so mm-hmm. we're um we just celebrated our one year anniversary so we did a, uh, a we did a 2023 wrap up uh so it was myself and my co-host brian who's with me every single week and we just went through kind of all the films of the year some of our favorites the funniest the scariest um what was better barbie or oppenheimer i won't spoil it for you but the two of us had different answers for it so um it's uh, a, a fun old time just the two of us going at it for kind of two hours and then um yeah it's a good time every every week we uh just kind of talk about the you know uh, either the newest um movie of the week or we'd have like special topic episodes kind of like yourselves you know like mm-hmm. um not, not so much about pop culture but what's your favorite mm-hmm. zombie movie what's your favorite christmas movie stuff like that mm-hmm. there's something yeah. there for everyone yeah sounds good Okay, so Katie, where can the people find us? 
People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It A Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends need new podcasts to listen to, they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. So, David, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You're always welcome back in the ring. Brian as well. Yeah, the more the merrier. Absolutely. And uh, to all of our listeners, you'll hear from us next week. Thank you.